1: We are bringing you a guest this week. We met him a number of months back. Matthew Pollard is the founder of the Rapid Growth Coach and a two-time author. And today we are going to bring him on the show to unpack his best-selling book, The Introvert's Edge. It was written back in 2018. It hit the Amazon charts as the eighth most sold book of the week. It's been on HubSpot's list of the most highly rated sales books of all time. And it was selected by Book Authority as the number two best introvert book of all time. Matthew is a top 50 keynote speaker last year and responsible for five multi-million dollar business success stories before the age of 30. Forbes has called him the real deal and he was ranked in the top 30 sales professionals by Global Gurus. We're looking forward to learning all about introverts, which by the way, is half of the population on the planet. Matthew Pollard coming up next on the Concord Local Podcast. Matthew Pollard joining us, the founder of Rapid Growth Coach. And uh, good day, Matthew. It's, I'm excited to have you on the show.
0: excited to be here thanks so much for
1: having me on you know I was talking to my wife before we were doing the show and she says so you are going to do an interview with a with an author that's an expert on uh, introverts so learn some things while you're on that episode because my wife is an introvert and I am an (laughs) extrovert so I'm I'm excited to learn about this but first maybe what we should do is you know I've tried to give a bit of context on Matthew but Nothing better than hearing from the man himself. So if you wouldn't mind giving us a bit of an overview of your biography, and then we'll start to learn about the introvert's edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm known as the rapid growth guy. And predominantly what I do is I spend my time helping introverted, predominantly service providers, realize that they're not second class citizens, their path to success is just different to that of an extrovert, and really helping them realize that the reason why they're stuck in this constant hamster wheel of hustling to find interested prospects, trying to set themselves apart and make the sale, really is because they don't spend their time focusing on really the the three most important steps outside the scope of the functional skill, which most service providers are amazing at, which is how to truly differentiate, how to niche, and how to create create a great sales system and you know what's interesting which led to these books is originally when I first started um, talking about these three steps which is what led me to creating five multi-million dollar success stories you know after I mean I was a really introverted kid and we can get into that And it was 93 doors before my first sale selling door-to-door you know I used to t- talk about differentiation talk about niche marketing and then go into talk about sales systemization and before that I told my own personal journey and people would always come up to me afterwards and say Matt, I I had no idea my, as an introvert that I could sell, that I could network, that I could achieve any success. Really, I always thought that I'd have to accept subpar performance of myself. And, you know, that really pushed me to not write the book, The Introvert's Edge, but tell everybody else in the world that somebody should write it because I had pretty significant reading and spelling disabilities. And, you know, eventually... Everybody said to me, you know, no one's going to buy a book on introverted selling. And I ended up partnering with a ghostwriter after a really successful coaching session uh, series of sessions where we got him from making no money really at all to making, you know, some really high six-figure incomes. And all of a sudden he was like, "Matt, you've got to write this book." Which, you know, working with a ghostwriter is interesting. It takes a lot of work to get a book done still, but literally we launched the book in 2018. It sold over 45,000 copies and it's now been translated into 14 languages. It's been listed as the the number two book ever written for introverts and one of the most highly rated sales books of all time. And the new book, The Introvert's Edge to Networking, it's won a bunch of awards already. It's already sold thousands of copies and it's actually outperforming the first one, which we're excited to see. It's just, it's helping so many introverts really understand that they don't have to hide in the shadows. They don't have to hide under a bridge, which is what a lot of extroverts think that somebody you know that's introverted, they sh- shouldn't be doing interviews like that or they th- or like this or they can't. It actually just shows them that there's a system for each one of those so-called extroverted arenas what i i
1: remember hearing you say once online is that you know half the people on earth are introverts um so you're telling me that they can't they can't sell i think that's i'm putting words in your mouth but you're saying that that's not true and we all know that but that can't be true so i really want to understand um and if you could give us just an overview of the introverts edge and maybe let's start with that like an introvert, what is, you know, some people out there might not even know that they are
0: introverted. There's this big stigma around introversion about whether they can succeed or they can't. So firstly, if you're wondering whether or not you are an introvert or not, it's really easy to answer that question in my view. Now, don't get me wrong. You can really overcomplicate it. Like psychologists and psychiatrists have been confusing this for the longest time, which leaves the average Joe saying, well, I don't really know whether I'm an introvert or an extrovert. But to me, we can keep it really simple. Where it is, where you draw your energy from. So if you draw your energy from being at home by yourself or maybe with your husband and wife then you're absolutely an introvert if you draw your energy from hanging out with people then you're an extrovert you know i i I know for a fact that jim cathcart is a a great friend of mine he's known as one of the most award-winning speakers in the world and you know he came and spoke on one of my stages i run an event called small business festival we put up about 100 free events across the country every year and for the first event you know he was our closing keynote and i remember he was in and around the event for three days i was in and around the event for three days the difference was at the end he was charged Up and he wanted to, you know, go and conquer Rainy Street in Austin and really enjoy the live music capital of the world. I was exhausted. I wanted to go home, put on a hoodie, and watch nothing but Netflix with nobody around for a few hours before I passed out. It didn't mean that either of us. You couldn't notice the difference on really how we were behaving inside the room. You probably would have considered both of us extroverted. The only difference was I was my energy was depleted and he was fully charged at the end of the event. So it really does come down to where you draw your energy from. Now, for those people that believe, no, no but that's fine. Okay, I draw my energy from being myself by myself, which means I can't sell. Well, hang on a second. You've got to think about people like Zig Ziglar, Jeb Blunt. By the way, both of those are introverts. If you think you can't network, Ivan Meisner, the founder of BNI, the world's largest networking group, is an introvert. Oh, wait, introverts can't do small talk. Well, hang on a second. Alan DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey, both introverts, aren't they pretty good at small talk? So if you think about it, all of the things that introverts think that they can't do, they truly can. And the whole focus around the first book, The Introvert's Edge, was really about helping people understand that. And for me, I just got frustrated with so many introverts feeling that they couldn't and what i realized is what happened and susan kane wrote a great book quiet and it really talked about it it was really the empowerment book for introverts it was don't feel bad that you're introverted now she talked about being a negotiator in her day job yet she also talked about if you want to be a writer if you want to be a coder don't feel bad about that you know we need these jobs but people heard what they wanted to hear in my mind because all these books afterwards came out about poor you you're an introvert let me show you how to survive in an extroverted world and my belief is with a great system forget about surviving we truly have an edge we just need a great system that allows us to sidestep our our struggles, our challenges, and actually leverage our strengths. When we do that, we actually can beat our extroverted counterparts hands down. And the introvert's edge that focuses on sales, which is the first book, was really that system. And, you know, there's nothing in the book that really you couldn't get from another book. What it did, though, is it put the system together and it removed all the bulldog techniques and the hard closes that extroverts just don't feel authentic with and provided a natural step-by-step system that introverts would flock to. and and truthfully hold on to. And if you think about, I mean, systems, I mean, this isn't new stuff. Brian Tracy said the top 10% of all sales performers have a planned presentation. The bottom 80% just say whatever comes out of their mouth. And of course, extroverts are better at that. However, if you think about following a planned process, introverts are better at that, which is why a lot of the top performers happen to be introverts. And a lot of the absolute bottom performers, because they can't just wing it, also happen to be introverts. The thing is that while this system can actually work for extroverts as well, introverts hold on to it for dear life because without a system, we're terrible at sales. Extroverts actually find it difficult because they love winging things. They love just flying by the seat of their pants. They love getting a phone call with their boss who was just talking about this just before a sale, going, what's the hook for this? Okay, I'll just go in and do that. The problem is that when you wing things, you can't recreate them. And just like, you know, when you're working on a production line, you can't perfect things if you're always doing it in a dynamic way every time.
1: So the methodology and the process lend more towards an introvert than an extrovert in in what I'm hearing from you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to think about it. You know, introverts have these amazing skills, like they have the ability to actively listen. So, you know, there's, there's studies that highlight that introverts create few but deep relationships. Extroverts create lots of shallow relationships. So if you think about our ability, why is it we create deep, uh, deep relationships? Well, the answer is that we ask questions because we're genuinely interested and then we listen for the answers and we actually empathize. These are so superpowers. Now, the problem is when we go to a networking room or when we go to a sale, we struggle with that initial bit and it just feels uncomfortable. Now, if we learn how to systemize that, we get to leverage these amazing strengths. Now, it's not to say extroverts can't learn these strengths, but they have some hurdles. Firstly, they don't like holding onto a system. They don't like following a system. They like it to be dynamic. They pride themselves on being able to wing things. And some people might actually say that extroverts aren't the best listeners in the world. They're not the most empathetic. But here's the difference. They can go and learn those skills just like introverts naturally have them and can learn a system, they can go and learn a system and learn those skills. The thing is, and this is what always frustrates me, HR departments will go, oh, Johnny's an extrovert. Johnny's not that great at listening. So we'll send him to active listening classes. We'll send him to emotional intelligence classes to become more empathetic because we know that that's a learnable skill. So Johnny, this person with a natural ability, learns to listen, learns to empathize. Little Trevor, little Sarah, because she's an introvert, we don't really think that she can do it. So we don't send her to sales training, even though she's got this amazing empathy and amazing ability to actively listen. So the reason why I suggest that introverts have an advantage is we have these skills inbuilt, and once we learn a system that we can utilize day in day out we hold on to it which holding on to that system is actually one of the biggest drivers of success in sales that you focus on a systematic approach because the other thing that it does is it makes it an external process so instead of we us taking it on as when we get rejected as a personal rejection we're like okay there was something wrong in the process it allows us to treat it almost like a scientist and and work out what we can improve. And as an introvert, we go, okay, well, we're only meant to change one thing at a time. So let's focus on changing just that and seeing if it improves our results or decreases our results over time an extrovert will say let's change this let's change this let's change this let's wing it well of course it blows up in their face right if you're winging things you you never know what's causing it to go up or down which is why an extrovert sales ability tends to look more like a roller coaster ride we're doing really well let's, let's truncate things let's not tell stories let's just go with it oh wait i just had a fight with my wife now all of a sudden my sales are gone and i don't remember what to say and i've got to rely on my emotions and my ability to Saw in that in that networking room or in that sales activity but i'm just not there as much as i should be so what i find is that extrovert without a system their ability to sell is largely dependent dependent on their mood i had one extroverted salesperson when i first started that bought a brand new car and it's the first time he had a big payment it freaked him out his sales plummeted he literally thought about selling the car just so that he could get his sales back on track, which he could absolutely afford if he had his sales back on track. Introverts, we're terrible at selling when we first start. Right, we're all arms and elbows. We get stuck in our head, but you give us a system that we can follow in a way that we can practice it because I don't want you to sound robotic like you see those telemarketers at eight o'clock at night. I'm talking about systems. By the way, scripts... If you think about your favorite movie, maybe you saw Gangs of New York. Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing in that. He's reading off the script. He just spent time learning it, practicing it, embracing it, As salespeople, as introverts, we don't have to learn to be somebody from from years and years ago. We just have to learn to present the best version of of ourselves. And that's actually really, really simple as long as we know the steps to graduate from. And what you'll find is even it doesn't matter what system. I mean, sure, I've got a system in my book. It really doesn't matter which system you go with as long as it doesn't have bulldog techniques and hard closes because you won't feel comfortable with that. And that you constantly try and improve it one step at a time.
1: So in the book, there are a number of steps around this. We talked about the system. You had me at system, by the way, Um, and I learned a lot about introverts in that last few minutes. So thank you for that. I'd really like to understand this system now that you're speaking of, and, and let's unpack that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, I'd love to unpack every single step. We, we, It would take you know a considerable amount of time to go through that in the most effective way. So there are ways of systemizing the rapport at the beginning. And obviously, you do need to do that. You need to do qualification questions to make sure you're speaking to the right person. But to make things easier, you know, one of the things that I do in the first chapter of my book, which everybody can download, my publisher hates me when I say this, you don't need to buy my book. You can go to the introvertsedge.com. There you can download the first chapter of the book, and I will give you the full seven step process in there i'll help you overcome your belief that you can't sell as an introvert and give you the full seven steps and if you do nothing more than grab what you currently say put it under those chapter headings first thing you'll realize is there's some things that do not fit throw that out you shouldn't be saying that to customers then you'll realize there's some things out of order that and then you'll realize there's some gaping holes usually around asking great questions and then telling great stories. Now if you do nothing more than do that you'll double your sales in the next 60 days. So what I would suggest is instead of unpacking each one of the steps which you can get out of that book let's spend the time talking about what I call the heart of the sale which is really around telling great stories because one of the things that I find especially with introverts is when somebody asks them a question or try or ask for advice or they're in a Sale, what they tend to do is open up this fire hose of information they do this in networking events they do it in you know consulting you know I had this client uh, Alex Murphy, and, you know, he was, I mean, he was a videographer and to make things worse, he had a chronic stutter, which was exacerbated when he was uncomfortable. And, you know, for him, you know, he, he just graduated out of college and he made this decision that he was going to start his own business. And he went, you know what, I'll figure it out. Like, sure, I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that, but I'll figure it out as I go. So he maxed out his credit cards, borrowed money from his dad, started his own business. And he actually found that getting appointments was actually not that hard, which was actually impressive considering his chronic stutter you know but when he got into the sale you know somebody would then start talking about what they were looking for and he'd get excited and say oh you could do this and you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and then all of a sudden they'd ask for this massive proposal and he would then go away and sometimes he'd spend up to six hours writing the most in-depth proposal period he then send it to them and then he'd wait and he'd wait and he'd just never really hear back from the person. The problem is that eventually he'd pick up the phone and he'd call him, and be like, you know, what did you decide to do? And it was always, oh, we decided just to leave it for now or we decided to go with someone else. Now, his wife said it was just a miserable place to be because he watched, like, it was just horrible to watch her husband kind of go through this thinking that that deal was a done deal and then finding out after hours of work that nothing was going to come from it. So I helped him unpack the sale and he started explaining to me what happened. And then they asked, you know, that that he found the initial elements about building rapport uncomfortable, which of course you can fix by, you know, handling it in a structured way. But then they talk about the outcome they're trying to obtain. And he would then open up that fire hose of information. And I said, okay, at that point, they're asking for a proposal, right? He's like, yeah, about then. I said, here's the problem. You're confusing the customer, which is causing you to lose the sale. The devil for you is in the detail. What you need to do is you need to instead tell a story. Now, everybody listening probably thinks they tell their customers great stories. The truth is it's always customer wanted this so we gave it to them. It's like a CNN report. It's the most boring thing in the world. When I talk about telling stories, I mean more like a story about how you met your husband or wife, your significant other, right? Think about that story for a second. When you first told it, it was probably you know a little bit bulky. You, know, you might have said some things to, to someone and realized that they kind of got bored at certain elements. You're like, you know what? I might gloss over that next time. And then you tell it next time and I'm like, wow, George really got excited by that element. I might embellish a little bit on that next time. Over time, it becomes this theatrical masterpiece. You know, I say this, my wife says this, we say this together, we hold hands, we look at each other and we're like, so that's how we met. The problem is no one tells stories like that in a business framework. No one does. And because of that, they lose the customer, right? When they think they tell stories, they're just basically opening the same fire hose of information, of logical data that happens to be put together in in some type of story. And that doesn't work. When you tell stories the right way, some amazing things happen. First thing is studies out of Princeton highlighted what they call the reticular activating system of the brain. What that actually does is it creates artificial rapport. Our brains synchronize, and that allows an introvert to turn it into real rapport, a deeper relationship. Also, people remember up to 22 times more information when embedded into a story, which is super powerful. Because when I, I remember when I used to go out selling telecommunications, and you know I was Terrible! Like I should never have been in sales, right? I only fell into it after losing my job just before Christmas. But when I started to realize the power of this, it was like it was huge. Like I'd realize sometimes I'd be out selling telecommunications, and I'd see ten brochures from other providers sitting on their desk, and I knew they'd remember more of what I told them than all of them combined. You know, if I embedded it into a story. Now, a lot of people struggle to believe that, and I'm like, all right, well, let's think about it. Three random items: chairs, porridge beds remember that don't write it down i'll ask you again in a year what do you think your chances are no one thinks they've got a chance Oh, I'll write it down that's the only way i can do it all right tell me the story of goldilocks and the three bears oh my gosh you're right she sat in some chairs she ate some porridge she slept in the beds all of a sudden we remember and we remember the order instant recall because it was embedded into a story. So when we're trying, even especially when we're going through the proposal phase, right? We can shorten sales cycles substantially because what happens is people go, you know what? You're the first person I feel there's tangibility and I can actually explain that to my boss. Let's skip the proposals. This is the carrier I want. And all of a sudden things move much, much faster. So, having that understanding is powerful, but it's not as powerful as the fact that stories, when told the right way, short circuit the logical brain and speak directly to the emotional brain. Now, the logical part of the brain is the part of the brain that says, you know, that'll work for me, that won't work for me. Uh, you know, maybe I'm, oh, look, I don't really have time for this. You know, thanks for your time. They'll hang up, they'll, you know, they'll say, you know, send me a proposal or whatever. The emotional part, when they hear a story, it short-circuits the logical brain, and the brain literally goes, story time! And it just listens. And it hears all the detail, and this is the cool thing, it assumes all the detail in the story is fact- It doesn't question whether it would work for them. It just worked for that person. And that's what they believe. And then when you get to the end, all they do is listen to the moral. And if the moral of the story is I worked with a customer just like you or that had the same problem that wanted the same outcome. Here's what we did. And we delivered this amazing result. And More importantly, here is the emotions that they had at the end, the transformation. Did the person get a promotion? Did the person, you know, all of a sudden start making more money? You know, what was it? You know, did they feel less pressure? All of a sudden they're going to want that same transformation that's what makes such a substantial difference to everybody when you tell a story in that way that is what's powerful now most people don't tell stories that way and alex didn't either so as soon as i said okay go about learning it this way of course he said oh well i don't want to sound scripted i said well that's okay told him the example of learning like an actor, explained to him the power of doing it that way. And I mean, he drove his wife nuts learning these three stories. Cause I always suggest people learn three stories for the three major outcomes they deliver or the three major problems their clients have. All of a sudden he started going out in the sales. Literally he went from struggling to make a six figure income between him, his wife, his dad was in the business, an office and a staff member to nearly a million dollar business within the space of just seven months. Everything transformed. If a guy with a chronic stutter can do this, you can too. Stories, you can mess everything else up in a, in a sales system, but still tell a great story and people are oh my gosh, I want what Alex has. Because their logical brain is off and their emotional brain, which is by the way, the part of the brain that, wants to, that pushes you to buy anyway, goes, oh my gosh, I need that. And all of a sudden, everything is different. So telling stories is by far the most powerful driver in any sale.
1: So if I hear correctly, Matthew, what you're saying is the two components that introverts really struggle with are that needs analysis portion where they have to kind of come out of their shell and ask questions, which may be a little bit uncomfortable. Um, And then the second piece is become that prolific storyteller.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I would I would say everybody really struggles with asking great questions. I think extroverts say, my boss told me to ask questions, but I really want to get talking about what I want to be talking about. So asking the right questions and having a plan of what questions to ask, I think everyone struggles with it. Introverts especially need to know what those questions are because otherwise they're just scared to be having a dialogue, they're stuck in their head trying to think of what to say. Now, our ability to empathize is powerful if we have an agenda. But if we're stuck in our own head, it's actually the opposite. It's our Achilles heel. So knowing having a planned set of questions is really, really important. But then you're right, becoming that powerful storyteller because an introvert goes straight into logical fact and data. And the problem with that is it overwhelms the client. Think about it. Any industry you're in, you've probably spent years studying it in school. Then now you're out doing it. Maybe you run your own business. You've spent years perfecting the art before you even started your business. And then you try and download all of that. And in your head, you're like, like, oh, I'm just trying to make sure the customer can make an informed decision. No, you're terrifying them into not making a decision. So telling a great story is powerful. So, you know, I mean, there are things that you can do when you think about rapport, when you think about asking the right questions, when you think about closing, that can be planned, prepared, scripted, and practiced. But storytelling is by far the most important. And actually, once introverts have a structured story that they can tell, what's really great is when they ask questions, they empathize amazingly well. They use their active listening. So when they tell the story, their brain is... They're telling the story, but they're not focused on what to say. They know what to say. And they're amazing, absolutely mind-blowingly amazing at grabbing elements of the story and applying it to the person that they're speaking to because they listen. So they're like, okay, so this will attach to this and this will attach to this. And you watch their brains work and they just... They have this unbelievable ability to not make the story about someone else but make it – tell them a story about someone else while making it absolutely applicable to the person that they're speaking to. And that's why, yeah, it's, an introvert's ability to tell amazing stories is a superpower. I will say, though, a lot of introverts will start telling a story and go, oh, my gosh, I've been talking forever. So they truncate the story when they're with the customer because they think they've been talking for. Five minutes it's been 30 seconds and because of that they end up even though they've practiced and prepared a really relevant story it sounds like a list of dot points which doesn't disengage the logical mind so again it comes to practice and it comes to believing in the fact that stories will work for you because otherwise you won't you'll go straight into telling data points of the story and then you'll realize that it doesn't work well it's not true it does stories do work you're just doing it wrong
1: well, I appreciate that context, and and also the fact that these steps that you outline in the book are for both. And, and I agree with that a thousand percent. There's something to be learned here for extroverts and for introverts. I do find that it's it's fascinating because it helps you to relate. To somebody like I, you know I'm an extrovert although I sometimes have introvert tendencies but being able to put yourself in in that person's shoes is is really important as well as being able to relate so I think there's something for extroverts to learn as well We're going to um, take a break um, because I think there's a lot more that we need to cover we've got a whole other book so folks, Spoiler alert, you're going to get another episode where we're going to dig into the introvert's edge to networking and learn even more about the superpowers that Matthew has been talking about. But Matthew, thank you for this uh, first look into your first book, The Introvert's Edge, and helping us to understand this process when it comes to sales. And then we'll learn more in the upcoming episode, which will be next week on The Introvert's Edge to Networking. So stand by for that. wow is all I can say when it comes to Matthew's energy and I'm learning things about introverts every sec, but let's look at book number one, the introverts edge, which we spent our time speaking to Matthew about in this episode. And I wanted to cover the seven steps. The first step is you need to trust an agenda. And Matthew talked a lot about introverts needing to really have a defined process to feel comfortable in the selling space. Also learning how to mine for gold and ask those probing questions is step number two and learning how to figure out if you're talking to the right person, what are those qualifying questions that you want to be asking? How do you properly qualify? Now, of these seven steps, and we did touch on this, it's for everyone. It isn't just for extroverts or introverts. It's a sales process that everyone can follow, but we do want to highlight that that qualification component is a piece that introverts really need to work on to remove the anxiety that they may have of asking things that might feel uncomfortable. So do it a number of times, realize you're not going to die, and then get it to a place where it can become repeatable. Then we have this idea of, you know, stories doing the selling. You've heard us talk about that a lot on the broadcast, but for an introvert, the idea of trying out a story on somebody might be a place where they would feel very, very uncomfortable. So trying out those stories ahead of time, understanding that story is the way to articulate the value. That's where... Sales really happens is a piece that you really want to focus on if you're an introvert. By the way, extroverts don't forget about it. Storytelling is something that's vitally important, regardless of introvert or extrovert. Then we get to that dealing with objections. Like, do we want to argue? Do we want to have that debate? Do we want to really understand where the problems are? Again, something that you need to practice, but on both sides, introvert or extroverted dealing with objections is an important piece. And then taking that temperature, trying the trial close, figuring out if you've given them enough information for them to make the determination that your solution is the one they want to move forward. And I also believe that it's really important for introverts to understand that that assumption of the sale, like we are going to work together. Um, I have worked with all of these different clients that have the same challenges as yours. And then we tell a story that validates that we can solve the problem, assuming that sale is step number seven of the seven-step process for introverts gaining that edge when it comes to selling. Thanks to Matthew Pollard for joining us on this edition of the Conquer Local Podcast. We appreciate getting all of that insight and all of that energy on how introverts can use their edge to a superpower, actually, to become very proficient in the sales process. Thanks for joining me on this episode. We'll bring Matt back for another episode to discuss book number two, The Introvert's Edge to Networking, next week here on the Conquer Local Podcast. I'm George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast presented by Vendasta. Guest discovery and scheduling by Jacob Soley and Carissa Clausen. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Aaron Shawaga, Nicole Lozon, and Trent Walker. Produced by Colleen McGrath. Executive producers Brendan King and George Leith. Recorded and mixed at Sound Lounge by T Bone.